This is the Ken Pittman Show on 1420 WPSM. Center. This is the Ken Pittman Show. Get interactive. Become a keyboard warrior on WBSM's Facebook page. Read Pittman's latest blogs on WBSM.com and call 508-996-500 to get on the air. Now, the unapologetically conservative Ken Pittman. Well, good morning. <laughs> it is a very, very windy day, as you know, and uh, a lot of you may be listening from batteries and not your electric power. I don't know. It's supposed to be some outages in the region. But uh, anyway, 
Ken here. A lot to talk about today. The expanding war that we're, t- we're told uh, was not wanted by the Biden administration. I don't know if they're being all that frank for some reason. I just don't, uh, don't like the language that's being used. The Houthi rebels now under attack by American and British forces after they, I mean, they deserve it. They've been attacking all the shipping lanes of the Red Sea, and it's a very important shipping lane for the world commerce. And this is the original mission of the U.S. Navy was to protect commerce. I don't know what the whole world's, but certainly ours is affected as well. And they are swearing retaliation. So we'll talk about the expanding war and who's behind it all. Patriots, I think, are going to live to regret how this went down with the exit of Belichick. And now we are left with Kraft Mayo. Always been partial to Keynes myself. I am not... Um, not look, I, I like Gerard Mayo. He's a great player. He was in the Three Stooges movie, right? Got that going for him. But I, I don't, there's no evidence that he can coach a team, let alone win a championship. And I have a problem with the idea that an owner of the team who's who's not a football person. I mean, I, I'm sure he's learned quite a bit since he's owned the team, Mr. Kraft, and he's got a great aptitude. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, a little too frugal. Now, who brings a, a coupon to a spa frequented by substitute cab, cab drivers? Uh, just kidding. Well, maybe. But Belichick's out. Gerard Mayo's in. And I, I'm, I'm, first of all, I, I'm, of the school where you hire a talented general manager in an up-and-coming stud who then picks the coach. Why would you hire a coach before the general manager? Let the general manager, the football expert, choose the coach. That tells me, unfortunately for Patriots fans, that the GM yet to be announced is probably already in the front office in Foxborough. And I don't think that bodes well for the upcoming draft. I'm just not an optimist with with this arrangement. Now, nothing against Gerard Mayo. I mean, he's, you know, he seems to be a really good guy. He has been studying under Belichick for years. But he's never even been a coordinator. He's never been a defensive coordinator. Never been a head coach. And with the names that are out there, that we're ready to move. I mean, why be so impulsive? And I don't care about the Rooney rule, dodging that. I don't care about having to go through the emotions of the Rooney rule to make sure that a person of color was was chosen. I'm fine with that, but get it right. He was the eighth firing in the first hiring. I thought Jim Harbaugh, I thought Brian Flores... Mike Vrabel, Kalen DeBoer, uh, who, who, by the way, same day yesterday signed with Alabama in the aftermath of the sudden Nick Saban resignation. He, he's retired. DeBoer, of course, the Washington Huskies coach with just an incredible winning record percentage. It's 
It's almost not to be believed, but... So he signed. But Jim Harbaugh is still out there. He's had some success with San Fran. He's had some success with Michigan. Uh, looks like he's going to potentially bail on Michigan with 44 seniors leaving after the national championship. His stock is at an all-time high. That's, you know, that's just one story. But, but you know, if you look at what's happening with the October 7th attack on Israel, with Hezbollah heavily armed like never before, creating a second front to the north of Israel, and now the Houthi rebels getting all these drones and missiles. This is a poor country. I mean, this is a ridiculously impoverished nation who has all these arms. And where do all of these uh, terrorist groups get these weapons from Iran? And Iran is only able to finance this due to the billions and billions of dollars released by the Biden administration back to them. This did not happen until Biden did that. You even had John Kerry... Obama's Secretary of State, the last time they dumped airplanes full of pallets full of cash back to Iran, money that was sanctioned for good reason. Even Kerry said, well, yeah, sure, some of this money's going to go to terrorism and bad things, but what are you going to do? That was a real, that's, that was his real response as Secretary of State. That's the smart power the Democrats were offering. And every time Blinken says we're not looking to expand the war, what does, that, what does that do to Iran? What do you think they're thinking when they hear the United States doesn't want to expand the war? They want to expand the war. Now, if they don't want to do it, let's just have some people do these terrible things. We'll pay them because they're willing to do it. We won't lose Iranians. We'll lose Houthi rebels nobody cares about. Hamas terrorist Iran certainly doesn't care about. And Hezbollah to the north of Israel now for a good two and a half months now has been doing bombardments, drone attacks, things like that. Probably would have been more severe if Israel didn't slowly in a measured way enter Gaza because I think they were thinking... When they're all down in Gaza, we'll just launch from the north. But that didn't happen. Israel was too smart. But all of these problems are being launched by Iran, which is, I'm not sure, if, if you don't want the war to expand, I don't, I'm not sure why they don't send a cruise missile right to Tehran. I think that would send a good message. But then... You got to worry about your own country here in the United States because we know, we know there are countless hundreds of Syrians, Afghanis, Russians, Chinese, Yemen, Palestinian, Hezbollah, actual Hezbollah, specifically tied to Hezbollah, people pouring across our own nation and you can believe 
they are waiting for their marching orders. And I, I doubt it's going to be long for some. Because people are going to want to retaliate. And Russia's behind some of this. Don't, don't, listen, Russia and Iran are close allies. So after Russia invaded Ukraine, Biden throws one of their close allies billions of dollars. Now Iran is arming the Houthi rebels, arming Hamas, arming Hezbollah, and sending drones and missiles to Russia. Biden is financing both sides of this war, folks. This is the worst administration. And you, if there's another one that's worse than this, we will not survive as a nation. It'll, it, we will implode. We will divide. We will turn on each other. It is, it is pretty bad right now. Any of the above could be precursors to a much larger war. And we've got, what, five or six big fuses going right now. And now, traditionally, Biden-friendly Democrats writing articles about how he could have negotiated an end to the Ukrainian-Russian war and didn't. Where's the press? Where's the media pressing the, the president on that? Just amazing. I don't know if you're watching the caucuses in uh, Iowa. The weather deeply affecting the outcome, more than likely. But it has begun. Neither Biden or Trump involved with debates. And there are debates for both to j jump in. But I, see, Trump, I, I get. I mean, if Trump, if Trump were to jump in those debates, the only thing the opponents are going to want to talk about are, are his legal problems. Even though over the course of the last few weeks, he's been knocking down these charges. His attorneys have been knocking down, was, from, went from five to two now in New York. George's is in peril of collapsing, the Georgia case. And it's, they were just creating smoke, I think. I mean, I would, if I thought that Trump did something that they're accusing him of doing... I said, well, he's got to face the music. I don't see it. I think that I think he's going to knock all these down. You have people, the same people, saying he's not paying his fair share of taxes. Suddenly saying he's broke. He's not worth anything. Well, which is it? I think it's a joke that you're saying the face of capitalism is broke. And they tried another front. I don't think it was Raskin. Who was it? One of the one of the House Democrats opened a a hearings to see if they'll investigate Trump making money as president when Russian and Chinese diplomats were renting from his hotels in New York. <laughs> he has one across the street from the UN. All right, so the <laughs> all right, people are renting hotel rooms, and uh, this guy—he's a billionaire. He, he was a billionaire before he came in. Unlike the Washington insiders, who were not 
very rich for the most part. Most of them were not rich. Biden would tell you that he's, he was the poorest guy in the world for years. Now, he has all kinds of riches that his salary as a senator and president couldn't explain. Talk about fuzzy math. And a, new, a, a Fall River man has been named in a, an East Boston murder. Um, that was in the that was in the Boston news. It's it's not related to New Bedford. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. And we may have some snow coming, and uh, I don't think it's going to be much. But we are really looking at some dangerous levels in the local rivers. A lot more to come here on the Ken Pippen Show. Don't go away. You're listening to AM 1420 and 99.5 FM, WBSM. Six oh five hundred. You're listening to the Ken Pittman Show here on fourteen twenty AM and ninety nine point five FM, New Bedford, and it uh, rains. The rain's not really cranked or anything, but the wind was brutal t- this this morning. Early this morning, we had uh, the highest winds in the region actually, over sixty miles an hour. And most of this, actually, the whole rest of the state, the worst was in the uh, in the fifties, forties. Or 30s. We had a very specific 60 plus around the city of New Bedford for some reason this morning. Um, you know, the madness continues with the Massachusetts Supreme Court. Uh, they're saying that emerging adults, emerging adults, new term, right? I don't, I'm not familiar with it. Emerging adults, people 18 to 20, 
must be offered at least the possibility of parole when sentenced to life in prison. I mean, I can think of some real, real bad cases of things done to children by people in that time frame who may walk and and enjoy life again. From the Jane, the uh, Janes and Sakari, the, the two that murdered the little curly boy in Cambridge after drugging him, sodomizing him, dumping his body in a barrel in New Hampshire. They could fly from the coop one day. Highest court ruled in two separate opinions that emerging adults must be offered at least the possibility of parole when sentenced to life in prison, a decision that could free many more people than just the two plaintiffs in the case in front of them. This is from the Boston Herald. In the cases Commonwealth versus Mattis and the Commonwealth versus Robinson, the Supreme Judicial Court ruled Thursday that th those they term an emerging adults, <laughs> which Chief Justice Kimberly Budd defined, by the way, as those 18 through 20 in her 37-page majority opinion in Mattis, could not be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. The opinions based on the 2012 U.S. Supreme Court case Miller v. Alabama in the Supreme Judicial Court's own ruling the following year, Diachenko v. District Attorney for Suffolk District, which struck down a sentence for juveniles. It's also based on an updated research on the brains of emerging adults. So... They want it both ways, though. These liberals want it both ways. They want 18 and 20-year-olds now to be viewed as juveniles. But they want to lower the not-developed brains their science is showing. Not developed. I believe that's science, too, by the way. It's biblical. But the Democrats are also trying to lower the voting age to 16. To gamers. <laughs> they want the gamers who are blowing people away and, and robbing cars six hours a day on their video screens to, you know, take the headphones off long enough to get out and vote for the future of the country, the direction of the nation. Madness. I, I say biblical because I remember, um, if you remember Exodus, when Moses freed the Jews from Egypt through God. As soon as they got on the other side of the Red Sea, they started complaining and whining. And God said, you know what, Moses, anybody over 21 is never going to see the promised land. That, that tells you something right there. And then recent science has said that the human brain does not develop fully until the age of 21. But because I know I did stupid things at 18 to 20, but nothing like murder or oh, multiple murders. And we have we have kids who turn into teens without any guidance at home. Drug addicted parents. Single moms who are streetwalkers with drug problems. I mean, there's, there's some angry kids out there. Brought into the world. All lives matter, but 
where's the care for the kids? Where's the care for the kids that are brought into this world? They're not, they're, they're an afterthought. And they're doing worse and worse things now. These, these massive looting hordes that just ransack stores without consequences. The sucker punch contests hitting senior citizens. We're seeing more senior citizen teachers get attacked in the classroom. The mental health of the country is declining. And this is what we call progr- progress. This isn't happening in small-town America. Mostly this is happening in major cities where the liberal policies reign. And what's happening in New York, you know, blocking the bridges? I think uh, one, of the, one of the major news personalities was robbed right in front of Rockefeller Center where the NBC studios are, which is a very, very safe area only a few years ago. Bring back Giuliani just for that. Giuliani cleaned up that city. New York is a hot mess. I wouldn't recommend any. I, five, ten years ago, I'd recommend everybody go there. It's, it was a great place. It's no longer that place. Now you get pro-Palestinian marches blocking traffic in and out of Manhattan, airports, things like that, L.A. even. And there's no leadership. There's, uh, the Deers staring at the headlights kind of look by the people like Mayor Adams. He doesn't know what to do about this. Massachusetts has a billion dollar less in incoming revenues. And that's going to cause some cuts. Well, one of the things that they were so happy to do, right, Mayor, sorry, Governor Healy. What, how many hundreds of millions of dollars were spent on hotels for illegal immigrants here. I'm sorry, they're, they're refugees because they've been taught how to claim refuge. They're in the schools at 25,000 a whack. And the border remains open. Texas is actually doing something about it. And they, there's got to be some real big legal issues. Governor Abbott has the National Guard blocking ICE, blocking customs agents. Every time they put up some sort of barrier, the federal government, the Biden administration takes them down. But it is now to the point, like I said, immigration issue is everybody will come to the same conclusion. It's just about which number when you find it intolerant. And it really shouldn't ever come to that. It should just be a policy. You come in the right way or you don't come in. Nadler, the Democratic congressman from New York, stated last week that most vegetables would rot in the ground if not for illegal immigrants picking them. I think there's some truth to that, but that doesn't mean they have to come in illegally. That means fix the visas for workers who want to come in seasonally. I mean, his, his solution, no, we need to be overrun 
We need to just absorb every person in the world who wants to come here and start paying for them. Otherwise, the vegetables will rot in the ground. That's a dumb statement by a dumb person. You fix what is broken. Ryan Dixon's in the house. Well, Ryan, you got your way. Belichick is gone. Uh, Ken, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that uh, coming. That you you let go of the greatest coach in NFL history, and then Thursday you name Gerard Mayo as your new head coach. Well, I knew he was a candidate, but there wasn't even an interview process. No, because. Uh, they they laid it out on Thursday when Mayo was named. Well, it was in his contract. He was under contract, too. Well, it was in Mayo's contract. He could have sued the, the Crafts if he wasn't named a head coach because his contract stated if Bill Belichick leaves the organization, he will be the next coach. Now, that is a foolish move by the Crafts. Yes, it was. Well, and I understand the Rooney rule. You have to... Hi, uh, interview... You have to, two minorities. You have to interview minorities, which is fine. I, I have no problem with that. I mean, the majority of ex-players are African-American, so I'm sure a lot of them are going to be great coaches. However, Brian Flores wasn't brought in to, to be interviewed. And, and to sign something that you're going to make sure that guy is an ex-coach, having no idea if he can coach, he wasn't even a coordinator. He wasn't even a defensive coordinator. He, he There's no evidence this guy can coach, never mind win a championship. You have guys like Jim Harbo, like uh, uh, Kalen DeBauer from Washington who are out there ready to move. Um, Mike Vrabel, uh, like I said, Flores, I think, was a good candidate. But no, they're, they're going to bypass them all. And the hiring is secured before they bring in a football talent buyer, a general manager, somebody who puts it all together. You, how are you going to attract a top general manager, when he can't even pick his own coach. What does yeah. that say they're going to do in terms of the draft, in terms of the meddling? That's not a good... Nobody's going to want this job that can go elsewhere and wield a lot more power and influence over the team. Yeah, that guy... Ken, you were talking about that guy from from Washington. He's becoming... He's... I think, I think he has a deal in place to become the new... Uh, Alabama head coach announced already announced yeah so he's he's off the table yeah yeah he's already gone but, he's already gone but I think if the Patriots offered more or said well don't sign yet let, let's just come in and talk they didn't do any of that because they had already made the dumb move of promising a coach yeah. position you know and nothing against Gerard Mayo and I of course I hope he does well I, I hope he floors me I just don't have a lot of hope there's no evidence I s Ken, I see I see I see this like another sports team in Boston did. You you give you give um Joe Manzola the head coaching job for from for Boston Celtics. He had no head coaching experience. And then But it's different. Basketball is more about the athletes than it is about because you have seen incredibly talented NFL teams do nothing. To get in the playoffs, uh, because there's just they don't have that. Um, they just the, the 
there's no organization. There's no faith in the game plan. There's, there is no solid game plan. Coaches blink. They make mistakes. They call dumb timeouts. McCarthy or the guy in, you know, L.A., the Chargers coach. Without, when you think of, when you think of at the NFL, you have to have top-tier coaching to win a championship. It's not, you can't have a cheerleader on the sideline like you can in the NBA if you've got the best athletes. Yeah. I mean, I think Bobcat Goldthwait could have coached those 80s Lakers to a championship. You, uh, I see, I see, Dr- I see Drown Mayo as he's, he's been in that locker room, Ken. Yep. Vable hasn't been here since 2008. No, he's, he's an insider. The players like him. Yeah, so let's see what he can no, do. There's some, there's some pluses here, but again, when you when you're going from Bill Belichick, right, and everybody says, "Oh, it was all Tom Brady after all," those those people to have were not paying attention. Those those were the the wine and cheese glance at the TV. Of course, I'm a fan kind of players. Let me tell you something. Go look it up. Don't take my word for it. There wasn't one year after 2005 when they'd already won three Super Bowls when the Patriots weren't after 2005 when they weren't a top ten defense, and only in 2013 were they not a top five defense this guy was superior all right uh, and I, I i know what happened in the last three years if you think it wasn't going to happen to you can't name a person that wouldn't have happened to after drafting at the bottom after now he's made a couple of mistakes like Nikhil harry that's not why they're this bad because of neil Nikhil harry no every team he, has their bust in the draft every he, team he just didn't want to spend money on free agents ken and that's that's what it comes down yeah, to. craft craft i mean look this is an inexpensive solution by the way for for Robert Kraft, so um, I think, I I mean because they already signed Gerard Mayo as the head coach, I fear the general manager is already in Gillette's building, and it hasn't been named yet, and, and that to me is not very promising for the for this draft, which really should make a big impact on the future. Yeah, having I, the third pick. If if you're look if you're looking at the general managers, Ken, you got to look outside this. Uh, organization, because I do not want to see. I do not want to see Matt Grow as uh, as our GM. I think I think Gerard Mayo. Um, it, it's going to be unfair what happens to him because if it if it goes down like I think it's going to, he's going to be gone in two years. He's going to be gone in two years. They, if they can't win a playoff game within two years, uh, there's you're going to see Gerard Mayo exited quickly, and they'll bring in somebody else. This is this is not. I know he likes the opportunity. And why not? He's only 37. He's only just now starting. He's going to be a good coach one day probably, but we don't know. And to throw it all at him uh, bec- and, and for the purpose of getting rid of the greatest coach, that is more radical than allowing Matt Patricia to go from defensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. Ken, but, but if you look at it, uh, who's, the guy from, uh, who's the guy from Miami? Uh, McDaniel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he... He had no head coaching experience. He was only 35 when he got that job. Yeah, but he was also a, a great offensive coordinator. Yeah, and then you... But May, Mayo didn't have the title as defensive coordinator, Ken. He, and why would Bill Belichick not give him that title? But he gave him praise for the defense. Yeah, but he didn't have enough faith in yeah. him to give him coordinator title. That's That speaks volumes to me. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I'm a little disappointed in the outcome. I, I, I think Robert Kraft, um, I think he, he's a bit impulsive here and maybe spoiled 
Um, and and it, apparently, if the story is to be believed, before they let go of Brady, Belichick told Kraft he can't play anymore. So if, if, if that's to be believed. So if, that's, if, if that story is true. Woo. Well, but Belichick also watched Tom Brady one and done in the playoffs at home against Tennessee. And he was taking some dives, going to the ground before taking hits, which was new. Uh, he didn't have a prolific year. There weren't a lot of offensive threats, I'll give you that. But he was not the Tom Brady that we were accustomed to. He had a terrible year in 2019. And then, and then 2020, he goes to Tampa. 2020, he stepped into a Lamborghini, and then they brought over Gronk, who came out of retirement after bailing on the Patriots. They brought in uh, Antonio Brown, in addition to having Mike Evans and Godwin. and uh, They had a good team. And, uh, the, and, yeah. J- and Jacksonville's running back, too. Uh, who'd they bring over? Uh, Fournette. Leonard yeah, Fernand. Leonard Fournette. They had a real good team that only needed a top ten quarterback to make a run. And of course, Tom Brady in the playoffs brings it to another level. It was a perfect marriage. He won a Super Bowl and embarrassed the Patriots organization as a result. Ken, here's a question for you. Now that now that Mayo's now that Mayo's the head coach, he's getting announced next week at, at a press conference. Mm-hmm. Who do who do you see? As- I don't. I, I want to just before you say what you're going to say. I want to be clear. I'm going to get behind Gerard Mayo because I'm a Patriots fan. I am. I just don't think it was the right pick. Like, he has no head coaching experience. You're going to have to... He doesn't have a coordinator experience. You're going to have to get two veteran-type coaches to be your offense and defensive coordinators. Guys who are more experienced yes. than you. Yes. Guys who are going to be breathing down his neck, and he's going to feel the pressure because if he's not performing, guys who can take over as interim coaches if they decide to fire him. And that's going to be the case because almost everybody's more experienced than him. I I don't know who you bring in on his staff that has the veteran experience as a coordinator can. Uh, well, there's, there'll be options. I mean, there'll be people it, we don't he- haven't heard of. I mean, you know, Josh McDaniels is always a possibility. I know Robert, Robert Kraft liked him. It'd be interesting to see if Bill Belichick grabs Josh McDaniels. Yeah, because... Here's here's another one. Where's if Belichick wants to coach next year? Where does he go? Well, he's got options, right? You get Atlanta. You, you have the Chargers. I I think Jerry Jones probably told him, like, you know, just wait till the playoffs are over before you do. Because if McCarthy does it again, if he has arguably a top two team, right, the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, if they fall in the first round of the playoffs, McCarthy's gone. That might be very appealing to Bill Belichick because he wants those 17 wins so that he can pass Don Shula for the, mo- for the most yeah, winning cause coach. Because you, <clears throat> you got Atlanta opening. You got the Chargers opening. But I think Atlanta has a, a, a murkier... I think the, it's, a, it's a cloudier future uh, than the Chargers have Hebert. Now, Hebert is a great quarterback, a young quarterback. Belichick, with a the, with the great young quarterback, can do wonders, right? Because he can just concentrate on the defense and... Um, and bring on the right coaching staff to work that offense. Yeah, but those, those weapons in uh, in uh, Los Angeles are getting old, Ken. Well, they just drafted a, a first-round quarterback. First round. I'm sorry, a, a wide receiver, right? Uh, Williams was hurt last year, so we don't know what he's going to do. Keenan Allen is getting up there. But they also have the fifth, I think the fifth or sixth pick in the draft. So they could end up, you know, they could end up with like a, a Malik Neighbors, a wide receiver from LSU or somebody like that. If... If I'm New England, Ken, I'm draft. I'm draft. I'm not. I'm not worrying about a quarterback in the first round. 
I'm looking I'm looking at a like a playmaker, like a wide receiver. Because well, we need we need a wide receiver here. As much as I prefer a pocket quarterback who can run but but thinks pass first. Um I don't think Drake May Drake um Drake May. Drake May would be as safe in the pocket as like a Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels because those guys can escape. Those guys can create plays outside the pocket. However, I would rather see them build the team to protect a pocket quarterback, a, a superior one, because those are the guys who win the Super Bowls. Those are the guys who can stay on the field. I mean, it's just the way there's far more likeliness of an injury to a, a running quarterback. It, it just is. I mean, Dra Dak Prescott used to have trouble staying on the field, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson has trouble staying on the field. Uh, yep. Richardson's already gone from from uh, Indianapolis. There's a, there's a whole lot of them. And, of course, you have guys like uh, Burroughs who got hurt. I mean, that's not going to not happen. Tom Brady was hurt. Yeah, Bur Burroughs is a pocket quarterback, though, Ken. He, he is. No, he is. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't. It's not that it doesn't happen to pocket quarterbacks. I'm saying the likeness, likeliness, it, it catches up to you. The NFL speed, the defensive speed, it catches up to you if you're running all the time. Ken, you were, you were talking about you were talking about Dallas. I saw a, I saw a story uh, yesterday. What if Belichick stays in the AFC East? You mean say Buffalo if they collapse? That would be interesting. What if he stays here? He's going to win a lot of games. Yeah, because you got... He's going to win a lot of games. He's got a quarterback there. Yeah. He's got a good defense there. His off... The uh, off I would hate... I mean, I would, I would hate to see it. The, you, the offensive line for Buffalo is good. No, they get everything except for maybe a second wide receiver. They need another threat to, to keep the defenses honest because they're now the triple teaming digs. They're going to yes. have that... They're going to have somebody take the pressure off of him. But Belichick would figure it out. He's done... He's been able to do more with less for decades... And with this amount of talent, I, I think he'd be right back and, in business. And he has two good tight ends there. But I, I'll be honest with you. I don't expect Buffalo to tank. I think they're starting to peak, actually. Who they got? Who, uh, they got Pittsburgh, right? Sunday night? Yeah, they'll dispose of Pittsburgh, I think. That, yeah, it's going to be a running game. It's going to be a running game, though. Is the uh, weather, what's the weather supposed to be? The, uh, snowstorms. Yeah. Start, starting tonight. Well, both both of those teams can play. In the, yeah, that's you know what? I knew that because... You're right. The, uh, Buffalo has announced to the uh, to the um, Buffalo area that they're hiring twenty dollars an hour to, to snow shovel the stadium. Yeah, twenty dollars an hour, free food, and you get to shovel the stadium. I would throw you throw in a game ticket. I'd go. <laughs> free food and beer. Oh, come on, free food, <laughs> and and you get break and you get breaks on your shifts. Of course you do. But you have to be yeah, eighteen. I mean. What? 18 and over, though. Well, they should have a cap on that, too, because you don't want guys dropping dead of a heart attack, <laughs> snow shoveling. They'll be, be liable. Not, not with that heavy snow. Jeez, <laughs> um, now that I think about that, that might they, not be a great idea. Because they were saying, they were, saying uh, they, were gonna, they, they were thinking about moving that game, Ken, mm. to, like, somewhere, like, that people can get in, like, closer, close to, like, the Pittsburgh area and the Buffalo area. Yep. Because... Where's the place that's warm between those two areas, Ken? I know. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. You're listening to the Ken Pittman Show on AM 1420 WBSM. Hunter Biden dropped by the Capitol this week, and we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back.
So Hunter dropped by the Capitol uh, earlier this week, and there was some nasty exchanges. I actually thought the Republican congresswoman uh, who were chastising, I thought that was a little bit unprofessional. And uh, so he wants to testify, he said, but he wants to do it publicly. And everybody's like, yeah, do it publicly. Or we can... Well, the problem with that is what happens in that particular venue when it's a public hearing and not behind closed doors, the Democrats on that panel can filibuster and just prevent anybody from talking to him until until it's over. So the Republicans are reluctant to do But I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. That's a mechanism that would be used. They really wouldn't have to speak at all. And now it looks like he's bending a little bit. He'll testify. So I'm sure they've got something up their sleeve, but they've evolved because he's going to be held under contempt of Congress if he doesn't. It's really bizarre. These last two administrations, the, the, the shadows over, you know, over their personal lives that just deeply affect the trust of the public. And the media helping with perception on one and really not the other. Media likes to sway opinion. This guy in media does, but I let you know who I am. I'm talking about the journalists. Anyway, uh, Ryan, you're you're to blame for this Belichick exit. You know, you were part of the. You were holding a torch, getting him out of Foxborough. Hey, Ken, here's here's a new. Here's a new story I just I just saw on my phone. What's that, Ryan? Um, Breaking news. Belichick Belichick waited to to bench Mac Jones. Yeah, to screw uh, Kraft. Yes, I know. So well, he might have helped him because now the, the draft choices gets higher and higher. I I just think Bailey Zappi was not going to be effective. He's no. not, the, the future of this team is not behind center right now. It's, Bring, we we got to do something with our offensive line. That's that's priority. First, you're gonna get Trent Brown out of here. He's a cancer. Yes, and you're gonna have to. So you need two tackles, whether by free agency or draft. You have to have two two tackles. We got we got to re, we got to resign the guy from uh, Michigan, um, Michael Otona, whatever his name is. Yeah, the right tackle. Cole Strange. You know, aside from maybe some um, unnecessary false starts. Holdings. He was, he, okay. he, he, was, he was okay. He just gets penalized a little too often. Yes. But he hasn't been bad. No. Right? He hasn't, he's, been, he's been pretty good. I, don't, I, don't, I think it was a reach. I think they could have got him in the second round. Not, not, they they, they could have got him in the third or fourth round. Yeah, that round was a mistake. That, well, was, that was a mistake. But he's serviceable. He's a serviceable offensive lineman. So, so your guards all said. But Trent Brown's got to go. The other guy's not. We don't have another tackle that's worth mentioning. So you got to bring it. And you have a guy who's going to go between... Ken, the other second or or, or eighth, um, Oli Fashano from Penn State. You get Joe Alt from Notre Dame, and, and, and these are guys who will service and protect for ten years at a good, you know, quality level. Yeah, I just named the right tackle for us. Oh, you you like you think he's well? He hasn't been healthy though, right? He's a free, he's a free he's a free agent. from Michigan. Yeah, I guess he did. Out of all of them, was it wasn't, it wasn't that bad? Yeah. We need a new left. He served this guy. He started at guard, though. They, they moved him over. But I think he goes back to guard and you get a new tackle. We need a, we need a new left tackle. Trent Brown, see you later. Goodbye. Because I don't want to. Good riddance, I, actually. I don't want to see him again. So you got to do that. And I do these NFL draft, these mock simulators. 
Every time I do them, I find I'm better off moving down and getting more picks. And, and, and you probably got, you probably did one, and you got Harrison Jr., didn't you? One time. I don't know if he's going to last. We'll be back. WBSM and W258DR New Bedford. New Bedford's news talk station, 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. WBSM, a town square media station.